Welcome to Stories We Can Tell. This is Jim McGinnis. Hope you like the episode. Hello, I'm Jim McGinnis. You know, I've been following for a long time what we loosely call teacher salary negotiations. I've been following silently, as have many of my colleagues. Kind of made me shiver thinking of the silent majority. Once again, the teacher, the indispensable part of education, is marginalized. This is not about me, though, folks. I'm out of here soon, but I've still got skin in the game. The future of my profession, the quality of education for your children and my grandchildren, this ain't about me. It's about my colleagues. I owe it to them. It's about all of the young, creative, energetic, hardworking, independent teachers that will disappear from the landscape, either by being forced out of the profession or choosing never to enter it in the first place. Sure, many will keep on keeping on. We always do. But the cost will be certain. Lost creativity, lost energy, and unfortunately lost idealism. I've spent a whole lot of time over the years uh, speaking out, trying to protect the classroom, but folks, nothing matters more than the willingness and ability to provide the teacher with a living wage. There is no shame in wanting to make a good living. But every time a young person chooses another profession over teaching because of financial considerations, the nation is weakened. There, I said it. Now, this, the next paragraph is going to be uh, in the direction of appealing to the good people of our community and state, um, to the better angels of their nature. But instead, I want to talk to you, the teacher. I have read so many gripping testimonials lately on our profession. Each one of them touches me in some way. Whether you're a teacher or not, though, I'm not sure you want to hear the rest of this. But you need to. As my wife's cousin would say, it ain't good, but it's true. Friends, we have to rid ourselves of the martyrdom culture in our education system. Yeah, I do it for the love, but I'm not above the money. I know that as a teacher, if I'm tired of the righteous indignation that we express daily, I know damn well the general public is. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't mean much if you're sad if you're frustrated, if you're discouraged. It only matters if you're angry because there has to be a point when we replace moral persuasion with political persuasion. If we believe our cause is just, if we the teachers are convinced of that, then we must stop asking and start demanding.
power, Frederick Douglass said, concedes nothing without demand. Never has, never will. Now, <clears throat> please don't fold your arms and just say, well, we can't strike in Florida, so that's that. There are sources of creative tension within the constraints of the law. And we got to find them. If there is not within us the ability to find methods of creative tension, then we have little hope of helping ourselves. M.L. King's objective was to push people, everyday people and politicians alike, out of their comfort zones. If you feel in your heart, as I do, that teacher salaries are indeed an injustice, then we've got our motive. The true test lies in how we make the good people feel compelled to correct it. Compelled, not sympathetic. Now, how have our strategies worked so far? <laughs> I'm sure your response <clears throat> to that one would be something about the lack of solidarity among teachers, perhaps pointing your finger at me. So it goes. How many of you are out there speaking out and marching? Small percentage, you think? I certainly admire and respect those of you who do. Hell, 20 years ago, I tried to drag the union toward a more militant position. It was like kicking a cow in the ass. I think maybe three of my colleagues stood up for me, maybe four. It was obvious back then that teachers themselves weren't ready to come out of their comfort zones. And, uh, you know, since then, I've grown weary of championing lost causes. Well, aside from being a Pittsburgh Pirate fan. But seriously, I've never felt good about losing. And the reason I said that is maybe there's a small percentage because there's a limited confidence that the methods of our appeals to the public will actually work. It's like some of those cheery little essays I like to write. They're all well and good, but folks, inspiration is useless if we don't know how to get there. Many of us see our leaders as lacking a moral compass. But what's the use of knowing true north, Lincoln said, if we can't navigate our own way? <coughs> Excuse me. Knowing the cause is right and just matters little if we can't figure out how to achieve our own goals. We have to look at this from the biggest of pictures. America is built upon self-interest properly understood. Doctors and lawyers and those in many other great professions and vocations are driven by their own motives along with their responsibility to others. Why is that not the case in our profession? Just because we want to make a good living does not mean we are bereft of any sense of loyalty and self-sacrifice, things that are inherent in this profession and make it such a noble endeavor. Again, I say I do it for the love, but I'm not above the money. There's no shame in wanting to make a good living and let's get over the sense that somehow by making a stand, we're 
betraying our students. Come on. Kids witnessing their teachers taking charge of their own lives, either with big steps or small steps, are lessons that will stay with them. Now, I don't have the answers. Hell, I'm much better at making a cannonball than firing them. Okay, old man, what will work, you ask? Well, surely this particular forum is an excellent place for coming up with me methods of creative tension. You start telling people how to achieve their goals and their numbers will rise. I guarantee it. Let's figure it out. There's a bunch of you a whole lot smarter than I am. I know that. But I read on your Facebook page something about not putting the union in jeopardy. Lord, maybe it needs to be in jeopardy. After 35 years in this county, I can't for the life of me figure out how it justifies its own existence. I grew up in a union house. I know what a union is. And BFT? Nope. Yes, we must be inspired by so many other teachers in so many other states. But Florida is unique. And again, Douglas reminds us that we can't grow crops without plowing the ground. Power concedes nothing without demand. Let's figure it out. First, you got to get mad. Fair winds. This is Jim McGinnis.